Welcome to Sharing the Middle and our final installment of the Women Who Made Me series. This one, I mean, it's got to be my favorite because it is my mom and sisters who join me to chat through topics about motherhood. I I really love it. I think my favorite part of it is that you're going to hear at least a little bit of just how we are in life. With that being said, you know I love transparency, so I'm going to give you a little bit of behind the scenes from this. We had some technical issues, and because it's so hard to get four, well, five, but I don't count, very busy people in the same uh, area or room, even virtually, I made it work with what I had. So you will hear from my sister, Brandy. It just won't be until the end. You will hear my sister, Amy, in the beginning, but then not the end. And my sister, Becky, always sounds like she's shouting. So it is worth it. And I promise you, well, you know, I, I can't promise you that it'll bring you joy like it brings me joy, but darn it, I really hope it does because these are some amazing women and I am so proud to call them mine. So let's jump right in. Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where recovering perfectionists, overachievers, and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together. (laughs) You guys can't make faces like No, I love it. We're testing your ability to withstand it not being perfect. Uh, Come together uh, to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your friend in the middle and guide. And my claim to fame this week is just getting four very busy people in a podcast together. So that's my pat on the back. And today is a very, very special episode because I have one, literally the woman who made me, my mom, but also my sister is here to wrap up our Women Who Made Me series for the month of March. And I'm just really excited that they're here and willing to to do this with me. So welcome. So I have my mom. Mom, you want to say hi? Hello. Uh, her name's Carolyn. It's mom. I know. Her, <laughs> her name's Carolyn, but we're going to call her mom. <laughs> Okay. I have my sister, Brandy. And then I have my sister, Amy. Hello. And then we have my sister, Becky. Hi. This is obviously a lot more people than normal in the podcast. So we're just going to roll with it. We're going to see how it goes. They're going to laugh and make fun of me, apparently, during the whole thing. But it was really important for me to bring them on here. One, because I asked my mom if she would do it, and she said she wouldn't do it by herself. (laughs) And she has explicitly said that she is going to say as little as possible. So... So, uh, but also because I grew up in a house full of women. I mean, uh, being the youngest of five, where it's three sisters, I just, I feel like I've always been around mostly women in my life. And I also appreciate that all of us are very different, but similar in a lot of ways. And yeah, I think they're really awesome. So I just wanted to hear from them. We are going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to ask my first question that I ask, ask all my guests, and that was, is when you first heard of The Middle from me when I was talking about the concept, what what viscerally, like, what was your reaction? Because I find that people tend to be like, oh, this is The Middle for me. Mom, I'm going to make you go last, and I'm going to start with Becky. <laughs> okay. Well, I, 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 my whole life is middle. I am the middle. 
I'm Marsha, 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 right? I am the middle child. And I've always been. You're also middle. like yelling. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are You're slightly you are... louder than everyone else. <laughs> Is this better? Yes. It's better. Yes. <laughs> but when. Um, so, Lacey, you sent it in a text or something, right? I'm trying to think of how I. I did, yeah. And you said, when I say the middle, what does that make you think of? My first thought was actually uh, Hope Floats, that movie, at the very end, when it's Sandra Bullock talking, and she says that endings are sad, and beginnings are scary, and the middle's where everything is messy and confusing, and you just gotta give it time for Hope to float. And I was like, yeah, like, I get that. So middle makes sense. That, I literally had a, uh, someone send that to me via a DM last week. Yeah. Did you research that, or did you just happen to know that off the top of your head? Me? <laughs> that quote. Yes. I, I, well, okay. So I I know that she the beginnings are scary and endings are sad. I remember that part. I can't remember what she says about the middle, but it definitely says something about a hope floating up in the middle or whatever. But yes. I really do like that explanation of it. I think that is a really good explanation. That's not allowed to be your answer, though, Mom. You still have to talk to her. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. <laughs> Next. <laughs> well, I've mostly thought of, like, stages of motherhood. You know, your kids go through different stages. They're toddlers, they're teenagers, you know, all that. Um, so that was... My mind kind of went to that first and how that kind of, some of them stink, you know, to be in the middle of potty training's kind of crappy and all this stuff, no pun intended. Um, but I also thought there's sometimes where the middle's good, like I'm a puzzle doer and the middle of the puzzle's the best part, you know, the end kind of, or the beginning's kind of bad because you got to find all the edge pieces and the ends, you know, bittersweet because you get it done, but the middle's the good part. Or like the middle of a good book, the middle's the good part. So it made me also think of that. I like that answer too. I also, I know I have already said this, but like the middles of food are always my favorite part. I love the middle. So there are definitely good things. And I honestly, the the stages part, I actually think of you a lot too. Because you had your three kids going through really hard stages, I feel like at the same time, because they're so close in age and all that stuff. And I think I remember mom saying something like, it's you'll get through it. It's just you're just in the middle of it. It's fine. You know, so I do see that in my mind. All right, mom, you have to have an answer. Okay, well, the middle for me, and it, it was kind of like in Amy's motherhood reference where mine is a little bit wider because I had my children and then I they all left the house, which I loved that part of my life when they were all in the house, okay? And then it was kind of a sad, and I'm still in the middle, but they're all kind of gone. But then I started getting grandchildren, so it kind of beefed it up again. And now they're all getting older, and I feel like I'm sliding into maybe another beginning as I'm slowly ending this one. So I know I still have Lacey's little ones. I was going to say, my kids really are still young, <laughs> Mom. I count. I know. But the bulk of them, the bulk of them, I mean, they're getting in high school and stuff, and I, I just can't believe it, you know? So, um, you know, this is 
a long middle for me. And I, I think I'm kind of transferring into something else. But I liked Becky's, you know, the middle or the, the first part, the beginning is scary, exciting. And along the way, there's lots of bumps. And the ending is, you know, they're all getting older and then they're not going to need their Grammy anymore. <laughs> and well, that's sad. That is sad, <laughs> but I feel like... I still need you very much as your daughter. Uh, and I oh, I plan on being there for your your kids too, but you know. Not you I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I like being needed by my kids. I mean that that makes you feel good when your kids need you, even if when they're adults. Yeah, I'm. My kids still need me a little too much sometimes. Like there are sometimes I'm like, Isaac, still is just very touchy. I think of Amy. You're like my kid. My boys are are very tactical, and Isaac is just if he could be on top of me all the time, he would. And so sometimes I'm like, I wish you would need me a little less right now. I know. I used to feel like that too, but now I'm like, oh, suck it in. Every one of those little hugs and stuff, because one day it won't be there. The other day, he kept putting his feet on me, and I just said, stop putting your feet on me. And then he said, well, can I put my arm on you? And then he went through, like, all of his body parts on what he could put on me. So I thought we would kind of look at the middle of motherhood, because that's something we're all in very different stages of motherhood. So I am still very new in my motherhood journey. You heard mom talk about her Grammyhood journey as part of her her middle explanation and then like brandy sent her first child off to college last year so there's just a lot of of different stages and and middles happening right now so maybe i can ask a specific question since i'm still in the beginning of my motherhood journey i'm going to ask what the toughest middle of motherhood was for you well i can answer i have two i think the toughest ones when you see your child maybe not make the best decisions and then you have to kind of sit back and first of accept it and then kind of help think that is really difficult. And then uh, me with you and Beck, you know, watching your health, you suffer and not being able to do anything about it. So I'm sure there's lots of mothers everywhere who children are ill. They just have to sit back and get them to where they get their help, but you still have to watch them suffer. Those are kind of tough ones. It's funny because you say that, Mom, and I think of the last doctor's appointment you went to me with, and it wasn't a great one. And it was like, Mom was done with this person. She was like, I think we're good. We're going to go now. I mean, we I've were at the end of those of moments with mom too. <laughs> but it's not very often that you see that kind of like mama bear come out of mom because she's a little bit more like reserved and that kind of stuff. But man, she was just like, this is serving none of us. We're g- we-, we don't need to do anything else. Thank you. We're going to go. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't get it. <laughs> she just didn't get it. So. <laughs> and she she pretty was exhausted of listening to everything, I think. And- yeah. Yeah. 
It was time to go. And then on the way out, talked about how frustrating that was, which was nice to have. I just, Joe has gone to a lot of appointments with me too, my husband. And I just feel like he would have not stepped in as much to be like, no, okay, thank you. Bye. Like, I think he would have let me step in more. And I'm grateful that you are, you are there to step in for me. It's interesting as the juxtaposition between those two things of I'm going through this hard thing. You have to let me go through it. But then there are still places where you're like, nope, we're just going to move on from here. So, Becky, I want to know. Well, Amy, is is that your kind of looking at motherhood, the letting go? Or I don't want to assume. Yeah, like and right now I know mental health is a big thing. And, you know, so that's something I never worried about really when they were little. And now I worry about that. So that's another big thing. Um, as they get older that you don't have any control over and you just have to be the, ask the right questions and be supportive. And I think that's a good segue to Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. What did that mean? (laughs) I I have so many things to say about that, but I'm going to No, I'm Becky's sister in this space, right? I'm Becky's sister in this space. Uh, Are you in a closet? Can I just ask that? Yes. Becky. Okay. (laughs) This is where I'm thinking I would get the most silence. Is in my closet. (laughs) Sorry. With my shoes. Maybe maybe this is my happy place. That would make sense to the rest of us. I just said that because you're a therapist and mental health is your specialty. It has nothing to do with you as a person. Oh my gosh. I just, I'm not going to talk. Well, okay. School. School has been the hardest part for me. Well, no, that, that is probably the second hardest. The um, but school has been just a struggle with all of my kids and to watch them and know how bright they are. Um, Mom and I actually were just talking about Xander the other day and I said, he is quick. He comes back with these like real fast um, responses that are wit. He's got a lot of a good wit. He's got Singers. great comedic timing too. <laughs> yeah, he does. But I mean, still he tells people, he's like, I can't read. And I'm like, yes, you can. I mean, there's a lot of school stuff has been very hard for us. Millie was like, thought she was going to push through. But now she's struggling. Probably more at this age than the other two did earlier on. So school would probably be my second. But I think the hardest part for me has been like my illness and the way it has affected me as a mother and what I had hoped for to be, um, t- like watching my kids battle. I mean, I remember one day Xander looked at me and goes, I'm not going to school. I'm staying here with you because if somebody has to call the 911, I want to be able to do it. And I was just like, how do you look at it? I don't know. He was probably nine, 10 at the time and say, no, go. Like, I don't, it was... It was rough. That's rough. So I think that has probably been the hardest part for me. I mean, I can relate to that. Isaac, um, 
asks me constantly how I'm feeling. How you feeling, mom? How you feeling? And it's because he is very empathetic and aware. And it's something that I'm proud of him for. But also, I don't want, he's four. He doesn't need to worry about me, you know? Now, have I started using it a little bit to my advantage? Yes. He was being a turd last night and I knew he would get up and help me go up the stairs. So I used it and he helped me go up the stairs and there wasn't a situation anymore. And at that point, I just think I'm smart. Like if I'm using what I got. I was going to say, I think we call that redirection. Redirection. <laughs> redirection. Distraction. <laughs> yeah, distraction. 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 Yeah, that's just another tool in your mothering toolbox. I worry sometimes that I don't have the same connection with Iris because I'm not able to be there physically with her like I was with Isaac to do things and to play and and that kind of stuff. Now, she is a very different person in general. She's got some sass and I cannot tell her what to do and that but does she hug Joe and look at me while she's doing it and not hug me? Yes, she does that. She'll hug him so hard and she looks at me in the mirror when she does it. Like makes eye contact with me. But think about that. She's gonna have such a special relationship with him. Whatever. And that's wonderful. I mean yeah that's great. But I grew her. I threw up every day for her. I could at least get the hug. You peed your pants for Every her. day. <laughs> Aren't you glad you had us to go through all that first? So when you're like, I almost peed my pants, we're like, yeah, totally normal. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yes and no. Because sometimes I think I was too aware. Because I think it scared me a little because I knew too much. Now, I didn't know I was going to pee my pants when I puked. That I didn't know. I don't remember those conversations. <laughs> That's why I'm like, let me tell everybody I know. Apparently that and bidets are what's going to get me out Sorry, in the world is being really vocal about peeing my pants and life- loving using a bidet. <laughs> All right, let's just move into advice. Do you have, like, I like people to have advice or a takeaway. What, and it doesn't have to be motherhood related. It can be anything that you want. What piece of advice has been really helpful to you? What piece of advice would you love to have heard when you were younger? I think I wish I would have, I know this isn't real thoughtful, but I wish I would have documented more just like in a journal or a notebook about little stories or things like that. But I will say one of my favorite Christmas presents every year is the album that you guys make uh, for me, What Has Happened That Year. That is my favorite thing. Tell us more about that so you can share with the world, Mother. Uh, (laughs) My favorite, my albums that have all my grandchildren and what they did uh, through the years. And you all send your favorite pictures and uh, to put them in a book and you give them to Christmas presents. We look back at the other ones too and the grandchildren love to look back at those too so that's my favorite gift every year my piece of advice with mom's book is to anybody who's doing it to do it online so other people can upload so you can divide the responsibility (laughs) and order the same size book every year because when you get a perfectionist and they've got the books lined up just right. And there's three of them that are completely different size than the other ones. It really messes with them. So pick one size and go with that size year after year after year. I will say that's very good advice. 
Is that your advice for everyone, Becky? Is that your advice? very That's good advice? advice. <laughs> you know what else? What might be kind of cool in there is little spots where, like, um, they could write a little note of what the picture is, or a story, or something like that. Not that I want to add to your <laughs> project. Listen. We, we don't have time for that. We, get it, we barely get it done. We barely get it. Don't get that stuff. Mom, mom, in the beginning, if you look at the first books, I think there was like little one-liners. I think so too. In there. And the more, and I <laughs> no, bet. Wait a minute. You guys know you do this for me. And there's probably Why don't you just save this favorite photo in a little folder? Come on, Aim, Lace. Save in a folder so it's easy. Hey, hey, Mom, you didn't document Mom, enough. Have, you calm down. We have this down actually to a pretty good science. But when, when done well, there's several of us that work together to get it done in like a week's time. Usually. Well, I love it. I mean, thank goodness for social media, you, because that is one of our primary can, ways. Can you guys, like, do a year this year and then a previous year? <laughs> like, <laughs> before we, you started the book, so She's I could us have previous <laughs> from the beginning? <laughs> we could. Wait. Well, Wait, I would I have, have to look. Yeah, what year one. do we start with, and what year, like, are I, we I going go from? It's What's like, the first one? I, we yeah. have about ten, but I'd have to look. I mean, you just have to do take you your headphones out. It's not like it? you have to do it. Only if it was in like the other room, <laughs> like twenty feet away. All right, I'll go get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the next room over. You're right. <laughs> I say mom is talking way more than I thought. I know. She says she's not going to say anything. Miss, I want to say as little as possible. I know. That's when she's like, this is yours. I don't know. I know your headphones and we can't talk about her anymore. I think it's. Hold on. I think. (laughs) Don't say anything bad about mom. I think I have them in order here. So (laughs) look at the pile of uneven books. (laughs) 12 is the first book. Look at you five. We're real cute. We went real deep into the books. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We started the books in the middle. Is what we're talking about. Not at the beginning. We started the books in the middle. It's nice. So, so nice. start the books at the beginning. From now on. Okay. Who's giving advice? Who needs to give advice? Is mom the only who? Mom's the only one. Becky, yours for the books didn't count. You got to give life advice, not just book I advice. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the idea of giving advice, and I think that's the therapist brain like doing its thing. But tell us more about that. I. I want to. I would rather give somebody information and let them make a decision about what they feel like they need to do. So that they can go forward and be confident in the decisions they make instead of feeling like so-and-so told me I should do this. Because then we just did, we bounce from advice to advice to advice without having like understanding and drive behind it. So I would rather give somebody the information so then they can apply it as they prefer. 
So Becky's piece of advice is to take advice as you need it and make it your own. That's that's very Becky. That's very Becky. Don't take advice. Just don't. (laughs) Just don't take advice. Do your own research. Make decisions. But how do you know if the research is good? Forgive yourself. That's a good one. You know what? My advice is forgive yourself for all of the the crap. Because you're going to screw it up. That's a good one. I'm glad that I bullied you into giving advice. (laughs) So forgive all the people who give you terrible advice and forgive yourself for taking it. Do you know the parenting advice that I consistently get from mom is, I don't know, you just figure it out. Mom, how do, how do you, how did you do this? How did you get figure that out? How did you, I don't know, you, you just, just figure it out. All of it together. You make your best guess. Okay. You make your best guess Hold and on. you, you go for it and it's usually the right one and you just wait it out and it usually works out. There's a lot of right answers. Right. There's a lot of right. It will be okay. Because like you never know if it was actually the wrong or right answer. All right. Brandy has good connection now from what I can see on my side. So Brandy, what's your advice? Get it out. Like a general life advice. Um, I guess kind of my general, um, kind of on a motto, kind of like, I think you need to do everything with a good heart, uh, no matter like what the outcome is. It's not always going to benefit you. You got to do what's right. Uh, right in that moment and do it with a good heart because in the end you can look at yourself in the mirror and know you did what was right and right and fair not always even it's not always perfect um and when i mean right i mean morally right it doesn't necessarily mean that's the right path for everybody just morally right do it with a good heart and then you can't you don't have to worry about those awful consequences that could come doing it with a bad heart or a bad end. What's right for you? What morally is right for you? You can look yourself in the mirror and know I did the right thing. I had to either walk away. I had to either stop it. I had to either suck it up, (laughs) um, bite my tongue or go with it. Well, I feel like we've given a lot of great advice here, even though Becky doesn't like advice. See, Brandy just proved me right, though. I think you do something with a kind heart. How could you go wrong? Right. So she said it. So it's she says that the re, the way she goes about making decisions is she looks into herself and she makes sure that she is making a decision that she can stand by and be confident in. Not the one that's been given to her based off of what this person, that person or whatever, how many people agree She's saying, I go forward with this, like, foundation of what I believe being the leader. So if it does go poorly, she can look back and be like, no, like, that is the choice I would have made because that is, like, in my heart who I am and what I believe, not because I was waving or switching based off of whatever pop culture tells me. Or what everybody else thinks you should do. Is that I, I think we're all disagreeing on what the term of advice is, and okay. that's fine. Um, just be you. <laughs> yes, just be you and do it with a kind heart. I think that's what... <laughs> Brandy, I agree. Everything that you just said is so wonderful. I, I will say that I agree with you, Becky. I think I just disagree with the fact that advice is for everybody. I like to think of it as a take take a penny, give a penny. This is something that I've learned in my life. So just... That is my view on advice. And that's my, like, 
uh, listeners. That's how I, when we talk about advice at the end, it's not telling you what to do. It's someone else's life lesson that maybe you can use, maybe you don't. Oh my gosh, can Becky. We call it okay. <laughs> well, technically we're at the end of our, our uh, podcast. I usually ask my guests if there are things they want to plug of their own. Do you all have anything that you want to plug? <laughs> I bought this really fine workbook recently. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about it, Becky. I would love I, to hear. I don't have it yet. <laughs> I ordered it. And I, don't have it yet. <laughs> I, I like to have all kinds of tools in my toolbox, and that seems like a cool tool to okay. have. Well, I have a link of it in the show notes if okay. anybody likes it. And it will be an Amazon affiliate link, so I get more money if you use that specific link. Thank you Okay, very much. well, we will. <laughs> Can I just say that I love and I'm proud of all my daughters and the women that they have become. Mwah! Love you. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thank <laughs> it's because of you. I very much will talk often with my friends about how wonderful you are and that how I strive to be more and more like you. So like literally if you come up in conversation with my friends, it's like, yeah, love Carolyn. Carolyn's great. Who wouldn't want to spend more time with Carolyn? And I'm like, I know. Hey, I sit at basketball games and other people's grandparents come up to me and they're like, your mom is so wonderful. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. sweet. It's like, yeah, no, I think so too. I think we've had a very strong role model. Let's just say that. It's been my pleasure. My pleasure. I agree. Hello from Editing Lacey, who is uh, just finished listening to the whole thing through and figuring out what worked and what didn't. As I said, you got to hear from Amy in the beginning and Brandy in the end, because for some reason when they switched, it did record for the other one. I will say I enjoyed this so much that I think I'm going to try to convince them to again have a conversation. And hopefully we can, since it wouldn't be just for the women who made me series, bring in my brother Rob so that you can have all of the siblings. And I'm sure my dad would love to get involved too. So stay tuned. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. And then I can use that as a reason to try to make them all be in the same room. And we'll try this again. Thanks so much. As usual, thank you for sharing the middle with me today. Remember to check out my writings at themiddle.com. That's the MDDL.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter to get a little bit more middle in your inbox each week. I am a one woman show, so any bit of support means the world to me. I want The Middle to be as accessible as possible, so I have several ways for you to support. You can shop The Middle with some merch or my books, the Lacey Loves affiliate links and recommended products, Patreon for additional community and content, and I also just have a tip jar if you'd like to leave a tip. If you like today's show, also make sure to subscribe at your favorite podcatcher, share with a friend, and maybe even leave a five-star review. Thanks so much to Lemon Music Studio for our theme music. It is literally called Sunshine, and that is certainly how it feels to me. Can't wait to see you in the middle again. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself in the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, 
and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at JoyfulSupportMovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right, now go out there and spread some joy. Mm -hmm.